T-Row in the morning show. Here's the other uh, kind of the interesting side story to these, TJ, is, you know, all these guys have teams, right? I mean, it's like the Olympics. All these guys have clubs that they... Well, sure, yeah. As soon as the World Cup's over, they go back and play for these guys. So, like, Christian Pulisic uh, plays for Chelsea in the Premier League. So while America is celebrating yesterday... This goal that may very well send them through and did in the end. Everybody who roots for Chelsea is looking at him laying in agony in the goal. Saying, oh, crap. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, imagine. It's like a, the World Baseball Classic and Aaron Judge falls over grabbing his knee, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's not Aaron Judge to Chelsea. But, yes, he's, you know, he plays for them. Yes. So. That's the other, like, please, God. Like, two of those guys on the U.S. team play for my team, play for Leeds, Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson. And I want them to do well, but please, God, don't let them get hurt while they're out there. <laughs> we really need them back. <laughs> okay, we got to do a World Cup update here, TJ. And I'm going to uh, ask you who you got on these, just like we do with college football. So uh, put on your World Cup hat. Finals yesterday, the U.S. is through to the knockout stage. They beat Iran 1-0. England 3-zip over Wales. So in Group B, that's where the U.S. lives, England and U.S. advance. In Group A, Netherlands beat Qatar 2-0. Qatar, TJ, becomes the first host country ever to not get a point at their own World Cup. Some some would say that's justice. Senegal over Ecuador 2-1. So the Netherlands and Senegal advance out of Group A. Games today, TJ. France, Tunisia, coming up at 9 a.m. Who you got? Tunisia, come on. <laughs> I, I think uh, I don't like your side of this one. Gosh, what was the up- – oh, the, the news last night. They were updating the World Cup. Uh, they, they talked about the, uh, the French team, and my son ran up with his ring finger flipping off the television. He's very good at the ring finger flip-off, so that oh, he doesn't yeah? get in he trouble. He can get away with that yeah. one? Yeah, although we told him the other day, hey, you're using it a little too much now, so calm down. 
The problem is France has already advanced, so I don't know what their care level is today, but they should beat Tunisia. <laughs> right. Australia and Denmark today, TJ. Break this one down for me. Who you got? Well, the uh, the Aussies have a strong uh, 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 something game, and the other team is something good with something on defense. I don't know. Denmark. Okay. That was, that was well said. I think you're probably right on that one. <laughs> one o'clock today, Mexico and Saudi Arabia. Let's go, Mexico! Even after all you went through <laughs> last week, you're still rooting for Mexico down there. Hey, huh? That resort's not their fault. Yeah. I think Mexico has to win to advance today. A little pressure on them, if I remember correctly. And then Messi and Argentina taking on Poland today. Who you got? Uh, I'll go Argentina in that one. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, you got to go Messi there. All right, there you go. Those are the games coming up today. And your World Cup update, as always, is brought to you by All-American Roofing. Get it, Teach? I get it. All-American. All-American Roofing, locally owned and operated, repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years. Second-generation, locally owned roofing company. They are Google-guaranteed contractors. They offer free inspections. Call them up, 405-787-0400. Now, uh, in uh, effort of transparency, TJ, I would like to let you and all of our listeners know that as we speak, the toilet is getting fixed in my daughter's bathroom. <laughs> the plumber is here. Very nice Let man. Let me know he if it feels a... like he has already located the issue and uh, does not appear that it will take him very long to fix it. So let me know if it's a wax case. ring issue. After we mentioned this yesterday and I mentioned my toilet, someone let me know off the air it's your wax ring. So I need to know if that's the case. So. The initial diagnosis that I heard was it was a rusted bolt. Huh. I don't know. Bolt. I don't know about the wax ring. Okay. I don't know about okay. maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but I will keep you updated as to the progress uh, as we move along here. Oh, tonight, women back in action. Uh, the Sooner women have not played in a while. They get Northwestern State in the LNC tonight. If you're looking to get out of the house, 6 o'clock tonight, Lloyd Noble Center. The Sooners and the Demons of Northwestern State. I always bring this up, TJ, anytime we play Northwestern State or any team that is named after a devil or a demon, I would have loved to have been in that initial Board of Regents meeting when they go, all right, let's figure out what the nickname of our school is going to be. And they decide to vote on the demons. <laughs> it is a good question. Uh -huh. What is the most uh, evil, potentially satanic thing we could name our school after? Anyone? Um, Paul. What about the demons? All right, let's bring it up for a vote. Just odd. Like we got a lot of, vote. We've got all we got demons. Of, we got a lot of animals, right? We got a lot of uh, got a lot of inanimate objects. We got a lot of uh, very cool things on the planet, and the the thing that you call an exorcist for to get rid of, TJ is what we're going to name our sports teams after. Maybe I should know the answer to this, but I wonder where the mascot started. Like, who was the first to say we're going to have a nickname and a mascot? That's a good question. That's a good question. The first, yeah, was That's it a school? It. Was it a professional team? Right. Um, like back in the day when they were chariot racing. 
or gladiators, you know? <laughs> right. Did they have mascots? I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question you ask. Hey, stats, somebody, get on that. At some point, did somebody say, you know what? It's not enough that we are the fighting Mediterraneans. I mean, it's not enough. We, we, need, to, we need to add wildcats to that. Good question. Now, I need to update you on something else. Friday night, Philly cheesesteak pursuit. Yes. We, I've received an itinerary. We will be arriving in Philadelphia around the 5 o'clock Eastern time Ooh, hour. Ooh, yeah. However, uh-huh. we will be heading from the airport directly to the Wells Fargo Center for practice. 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 Shoot, shoot around, walk through. You know, it's the night before the game. Get familiar with the rims, all that kind of stuff. And then going from there to the hotel where the team will have dinner at around 7, somewhere in the 7 o'clock hour. Now, uh, my hope is that Kevin Henry and maybe Theron Smith will join me in a breakaway pack. I'm guessing they're not serving the team Philly cheesesteaks the night before a big game. Right. So uh, we might we might have to uh, see if there's a walkable Philly cheesesteak place. We're down we're downtown Philly, so there's a lot of them down there. We might be able to just walk to one. Worst case scenario, we can grab an Uber. But a branch-off pack that makes a Philly cheesesteak run on Friday night, that's probably how it's going to have to be because we're up and at the arena early Saturday morning. It's an early game and then right to the airport. So I'm going to need a Friday night breakaway pack. I can't be alone in the streets of Philadelphia at night. I'm going to need somebody to go with me. I'm wondering if there's anything near the arena. You don't have to stick around practice the whole time. Well... That's when I get my pregame interview, okay. and Kevin okay. gets his pregame interview. I gotcha. And it is nice to kind of just see what I was thinking you could have two is what I was about to say. You could break away at practice if there's something mm. close, eat, oh, like the way get you're back thinking. to practice, and then break away again once you got back to the hotel for a second I like one. I like the way you're thinking, and I'm going to add that to my proposal, which says when I do a breakaway pact, I just eat two chili fe- <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> It's nice a little bit to just hey, kind of listen. Hey, plumber, make sure that toilet's cleared out. <laughs> Toby's coming home Saturday night. Hey, when's the next time I'm going to be in Philadelphia, right? <laughs> I got to get one that's made with cheese whiz and one that's made with provolone so I can do a taste test. That's the only way. Uh, anyway, so I'll keep I know everyone is really intrigued to know how this goes. I'll keep everyone updated as to my Philly cheesesteak pursuits. Hey, but you're in Philly, too, for the big uh, soccer game. What a spot to be. Wow, I didn't think about that. Boy, I, I bet there's a big watch party downtown somewhere for that so. game. I would think so. I mean, but we're going to have to get to, like, the game is You'll right be going to the arena. I was going to say, yeah, it's right there in the morning, so it'd be Man, right it before be your fun. game. That would be great to find just, a, like, a giant watch party in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Union, I think, won the MLS this year. And several, I know Brendan Aronson used to play for them, maybe some other guys. Yeah, hey, I bet you're right. I bet they got, like, a. A giant watch party going on. That would be fun. Alas, I will be calling the OU basketball game, TJ. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. Um, all right. Anything else? There's the time to get to a break. When are we? Now we got time. We got time. Another example of something I've complained about on this show many times, TJ, took place on Monday Night Football this week. Now, 
No reason for you to, you to have watched Monday Night Football this week, TJ. It was too bad. Glance past it for a bit. Yeah, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. Colts and Steelers. But my guy Jeff Saturday completely botched the end of the game. Clock management. Yeah, I've wise. heard that he had some bad clock management there, and people were hammering we, him. Yeah, we, he, he botched it. He had plenty of timeouts. He didn't use one. We're down to 30 seconds. We're rushing around. Didn't get the fourth down. Lost the game. Might have been a pass interference that wasn't called, but regardless, he even came out the next day and said, I should have called a timeout. Um, now, I don't know if you remember this, but we pulled him off of ESPN to coach our team. Yes. Like directly off the television. Like he was on a set and we said, hey, why don't you come coach our team? So he hasn't had a lot of time management skills, but they're better at it in the NFL than college, TJ. But I continue to say, for whatever reason, NFL coaches or football coaches just cannot figure out clocks. Well, what's they funny, just too, is the math. he was a part of an offense that did it better than just about anyone does. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know he had another guy you well, know, taking the snaps, but I'm just saying he he was a part of that. Right. I think you got to give, uh, like, I do think Peyton Manning was extremely smart. And uh, uh, we had a head coach in those days who was smarter than your average bear, too. Mm-hmm. Tony Dungy uh, was brilliant. So they were set up pretty good in that aspect. Sure, that day, sure. But, but that's what I'm saying. But somebody that was a part of that, you think that would have learned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They just can't figure it out, man. It just it baffles them. They're trying to coach a team. They're setting up offenses. They're setting up defenses. They're calling plays. Personnel running in and out. And they cannot do the math. I'm not talking to all of you. If you're a coach out there and you're offended right now, I'm probably not talking about you. But I might be. <laughs> Honestly, if they would say, you know what, if if Brent would come out in a press conference and, and say, we're leaving clock management in charge of our radio crew this week, Any, I'm not just talking to you, any football team, they would consistently do a better job than the football coaches would do. Because you, in your mind, you're constantly doing, all right, the snap at this time, you get to, how many times they got to snap it before it runs out? They need to use a timeout to have this much time left. Like, that's part of all the equation that goes on. It Just can't figure it out. They just can't do it. Well, it, it's exactly like what uh, last night uh, during dinner we were watching a uh, recorded episode of Amazing Race. And this team got done with a task and took off running. And they get all the way down from top of this castle. And the guy says, oh, crud, I left the keys and everything up at the top of the castle. <laughs> And Katie goes, how do you do that? How do you just forget everything? You forget your keys and stuff. I said, we're watching it on television. It's easy for us to say, look at these idiots. How would you forget your keys? They're in the middle of a panicked situation uh, trying to win a race for a million dollars. You simply just leave your keys on the table. Similar situation. You're just in a game. You're panicked. You're, you're watching so many things. Yeah. You're trying to call plays. But but we're sitting back at home or up in the booth and you're like, how did they not know to call a timeout here? Just call a timeout. You know how like NBA coaches and college some, but more NBA, like they figured out not only how to get two for ones, but three for twos or four for threes. Like they figured out if we take a shot between this second and this second, 
then it takes them this much of time to get back up the court, which will leave us the final shot of the half. They, they're masters at the end of halves <laughs> at figuring out how to get more possessions than their opponents. Right. I do not understand why they do not just appoint one person at every football team to be the clock guy. And all he does is sit there and do the math. Tell us when to take a timeout, when not to take a time. I understand there's – I don't know. Anyway, my team butchered it. My team butchered it. They butchered it on Monday Night Football with my new coach that we got off ESPN. The latest example. Trust me, somewhere in the conference championship games this weekend, probably multiple somewheres, we're going to get to the end of a half or the end of a game, and we're going to go, huh, that was weird. Why didn't they use a timeout? Why did they call a timeout there? What are they doing? All right, break time. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. It is the T-Row in the Morning Show on the ref. This hour is brought to you by RK Black, your office management leader in technology solutions, network solutions, fax, printer, scanner, Document management, 405-943-9800 or rkblatt.com. Hey, Drake, if you're listening, I need you to come in for part of the show next Tuesday. All right? Hmm. We'll talk about that later. This uh, show? This show, yeah. Oh, needing to, okay. Needing to help me out for an hour or By the so. way, it is not the wax ring. No? It is the bolt. Yeah, it's the bolt. The bolt? Huh. I didn't know the bolt could, like, rust out on a toilet. Yeah, well, now you know. Maybe that's something like the nicknames. Uh, I should know that. Uh, in fact, uh, Sean sent in a good text. He says, uh, what did he say here? It's like the nickname example, like Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that was the first nickname. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Like, Attila the Hun? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, I think this is a soccer question. It came in uh, at 7.30 this morning, I think, when you were talking some soccer. Shoot. Uh, what's up with the crowd noise uh, with the cars honking and mus- musical instruments blaring? I find it kind of strange. Different cultures. Uh, the, I think it was mostly Iranians yesterday brought the Vuvuzelas back. That This was a big deal in the uh, World Cup in South Africa, uh, 24. 24- 14, I believe, was the one, or is that 2010? I think it was 14. Anyway, remember the World Cup when everybody had all the Vuvuzelas and it was driving us crazy because yes, they yes. just blow them const- blew them constantly? Uh-huh. So yesterday, I haven't noticed them as much at this World Cup, but uh, tons of Vuvuzelas in the crowd, and they just, for whatever reason, they just blow them constantly. Now, that's why I like the Premier League because the Premier League, they've all got songs. They've all like got a hymnal. Like, they all got these 10 or 12, the playlist of songs that they sing for them, and they just sing constantly the whole game. Different songs about how much they love their team. The whole just blowing a horn the whole time is just annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's just a constant buzz, and nobody can hear anything. You do an excellent horn, by the way. That's, a, that's my Vuvuzela imitation. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, this uh, Burley says, I used to eye-roll Riley, but I actually believe Bob Stoops when he says, we're close. I mean, yeah, so do I. We trust that guy, right? He's the father figure of Sooner Nation. 
He was a little he grumpy makes, uh, it, yesterday, it seemed like. Uh, it, he makes everybody feel better. I would love to see Bob and Teddy at the craps table together. Oh, That would goodness. be fun to watch. Oh, my goodness. You know Bob's going with the button-up shirt that's a, one button lower than you would wear it and the sleeves rolled up? You know that he wears, like, Thunder games and things like that? Teddy's got the medium T-shirt uh, on. Oh, he's got the medium T-shirt on. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. With uh, the Lululemon pants. Which, how about Teddy, man? Think back to Teddy as a player and how he handled the media, and now he's emceeing the Roy Williams event in Vegas. So, mm-hmm. how about that guy? Uh, Astonishing. Like, uh, honestly, I told my class the other day, if you ask me to rank the number one guy I've ever covered most unlikely to be in the media, <laughs> it would have been Ted Lehman. Right. Just an absolute non-pleasure to cover as an athlete. He made life as difficult as possible on reporters. Yeah. Hated the right. media. Yeah. And now not only is he one, he's fantastic at it. It's a stunning turn of events. <laughs> kids never give up your dreams you know how every once in a while like on twitter instagram they'll they'll show you like a child star uh-huh. and they'll be like you're not going to believe what this person's doing now yeah you know? that was teddy lamus that's, that's teddy <laughs> uh just the way he speaks leads and is a great example of what captain should be if you look up hashtag oudna there should be a picture of Braden willis not sure why that came in. It was like right at eight o'clock. Like someone just wanted us to know that. Did you mention Brayton going another, out to the top of the hour? Another show must be talking about maybe, him right now. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Brayden Willis uh, is a great example of what what you would want in a player. But all right, if I look up hashtag OUDNA, give me the uh, five players on this team that best exemplify what you want your OU football player to be about and look like. I'll give you Braden as one. Braden as one. Let's take turns. I'll nominate the second guy. Drake Stoops. Dang it. Your you turn. Took, you took mine. Um, Michael Turk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you laugh at me every time I say that. I said it at the beginning of the year. I'm still saying it. High oh, energy. Maybe. Great at he his might, job. He might be the he might Game win the Ray changer guy at times. Right. Proposes after games. Best at what he does in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing because I know like Teddy just drove into a ditch. <laughs> mm, all right, all right. My turn. I will go with Anthracite. Eric Gray. Dang. It's twice you've taken mine. Um How about giving me a defensive guy, please? This is the last nominee. Woody Washington? You, you didn't seem convicted by that. Well, I'm trying to like struggle to find one that I can really get behind on the defensive side of the ball. I think Deshaun White's a possibility. Um, he's had a fantastic career. <sighs> yeah, yeah. He, I think... Even though at times right now he still, because he's a young guy, does some frustrating things. Like Danny Stutzman's what you want, man. Well, like he is Danny all Stutzman. out 100 miles an hour football. Yes. And he's just 
in the process of figuring it out, and I think he's going to be an All American by the I time. I think he's done. next year, that's the name I would have said and said it easily. I just think the the figuring out thing. I'm not ready to put him there with the hashtag OUDNA that he is the guy. You know, he hasn't earned it yet in your right, eyes. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I, we, we named five guys. We can move on. What do you got? Uh, this one says Just, Justin Broyles is OUDNA despite the mistakes. Yeah. You know, that's a Justin Broyles is an example of why we need cameras uh, behind the scenes. Because anybody who's ever crossed paths with Justin Broyles says he is a world class teammate and individual. But all we ever get to see of him is on the football field. When he has made plays, he's got three interceptions in his career, but he has also frustrated people including last Saturday's game. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody who's ever done anything with Justin Broyles says he's he's unbelievable, and I believe him. A couple of uh, Danny Stutzmans here. They said we shouldn't have left him off the list, but I, I didn't I leave him off we, the list. We did. He we was, mentioned yeah. him, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then a couple of others saying that the uh, finalists have been announced for the Ray Guy Award, and he's not one of the three finalists. Oh. How's that possible? Goodness. Uh, in Philly, get one at Pat's and one at Geno's, this says. Now, I thought we well, had someone say yesterday, do not go to Pat's and we Geno's. Have. So yeah. Pat's and Geno's are like the Coke and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. They are the two most famous places in Philadelphia. Anytime you see a documentary or anything about Philly cheesesteaks, it's about Pat's and Geno's. And if you remember, I recommended that if the Sooners win Saturday... We take the bus, we park it right in between Pat's and Geno's, and we let everybody off and just go wild. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to race it to the airport. But anyway, that's not what I would do if I was the head coach. I'd go get everybody cheesesteaks. But I think your, like, Philadelphia people get, like, a little tired. Like, that's touristy. Like, Pat's and Geno's are what everybody does. But if you really know Philadelphia, I got a spot for you. You know, that kind of a thing. This says, I work across from Wells Fargo. Tony and Nick's is closest, and it's stereotypical Philly. And then he says, actually, there's a small Geno's inside Xfinity Live. Xfinity Live is a center they built in the middle of all the stadiums there. It's a pretty cool place to watch games, Hmm. so you don't even have to have a quick Uber. Uh, Then Geno's in Live is next. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm not staying in the Wells Fargo Center. We're practicing there. Well, that's what he, I, I need. Something near my hotel. Well, I think he's saying here, if you want to break away from practice quickly, it's right there in the center of the stadiums. Okay. I got yeah. You. I got you. Okay. And then he says, "Geno's in Live is right next to Wells Fargo." I right. That's supposed Very to be Xfinity Live again. Um, it's really, it's really co- that complicated to manage the clock with nine minutes left in the game. All you had to do was have Brent Vittables call up the press box and say, "Hey, Jeff, this is Brent." Tell the guys not to snap the ball until there's under five seconds to play in the play clock. Uh, oh, Easy. Uh, Easy. Left on the play clock. Easy. <laughs> Stop acting like this is rocket oh, science. My apologies there. I th- hey, Texter, we're agreeing with you. Yeah, we're not arguing with you. It, it should not be hard. It's not rocket science. We're agreeing with you, Texter. We're amazed at how difficult it is. So... Get it straight. And please, uh, Drake or somebody out there, 
That's we getting erased. That, that will never be found again. <laughs> this hour cannot be on the podcast, and hopefully we have jobs tomorrow. We'll let it. Jiminy <laughs> Christmas. What are you working for, the Howard Stern show now? No, it was a slip God. of the tongue. I apologize. Holy cow. It wasn't purposeful. Kids going to school and everything? <laughs> Not purposeful. Gosh. <laughs> That's how it ends for I me. apologize, That's how it everyone. ends for me. It's been fun, everybody. It's been great. All right. Have a nice uh, life. 8.35 in the morning. Uh, when we return, I'll be with Drake Dyken here on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Well, we're getting close, Teach, to your big France-Tunisia game, which is about 20 minutes away from getting started over in Qatar. TJ's wearing his uh, Tunisia jersey to work today. Absolutely. <laughs> Those are hard That to was find. hard to find on Amazon, but I finally <laughs> found it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, what have we not touched on today, Teach? What's... Uh... Anything on the text line we want to hit on? I'm kind of I'm uh, a lot of a lot of suddenly today. a lot of it's TJ's fault texts have uh, started flowing in. So thank yeah, you to the yeah. those of you that that picked Again, up. I on apologize. Uh, you were getting a lot of Philly uh, fighting on here as far as uh, cheesesteak places. It's TJ's fault. We've heard yeah. about several of these places. Like uh, I think they've all been mentioned in the last few days, people. But uh, a lot of John's por- uh, roast pork. I am I, scared to even say anything anymore. Uh, this person li- really likes Ethan Downs. You're like a kicker that's just missed a field goal. Your <laughs> yeah, confidence I'm in is my shot. head. <laughs> uh, people voting for uh, Pat's. Uh, key hits hard. It says. Yeah. All right. Key hits hard. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. C.J. Colden. I like him a lot. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. This says, I'm going to call it now, Stutzman has a Teddy Lehman-esque type season next year. Listen, I think we are in a good spot at linebacker. Um, Especially if David Aguebu comes back next year. And you've got two guys behind them in Kip Lewis and Jaron Kanick, who they are really, really high on. And I love, I mean, that's the way it's supposed to work. And will work going forward if we have the patience is you have veterans that are good, youngsters who watch and learn from them, like Teddy did from Rocky, who then take over, and then you recruit underneath those guys. And those guys watch and learn, and they take over. So they got a good situation there at linebacker. Hopefully both those guys are back next year. They were, what, one and four in the conference in tackles. Made some mistakes. Got it. Sure. Made some big plays, too, and will be better next year. It will be interesting to see what they do at Cheetah and some other places. But I think they're at a good, I think they're at a good place at the linebacker position. I've got to give props to T-Row for his scene setter for Owasso and their epic six-overtime win over Union. I hope they beat Bixby Saturday night, it says. Well, Did you do a scene setter for Owasso? Yeah, I am on uh, retainer for Owasso. And uh, yesterday uh, uh, got sent the script for this week's game. So uh, look out. There's another one headed your way for their big showdown this week with Bixby. How about that? That's going to be tough. 
Six overtimes, that? though. In the playoffs, six overtimes. How about that drama? Huh? Woo! Uh, in the playoffs, yeah, that's uh, that's as uh, I was dramatic as it ho- gets. You know, when we went to overtime the other night, I was kind of rooting. Well, one, I was rooting for OU to win it, okay? But it would have been kind of cool to get to that third overtime, so we just had a, the two-point off. You know, they changed the rule this year where you get to a third overtime, it's just the battle of two-point conversions at that point. That would have been kind of cool. This says the plumber in Toby's house right now is praying, please, Lord, don't let him eat multiple cheesesteaks. Yeah. The best. Hey. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I'm very regular, okay? <laughs> Gross. Healthy and regular. Gross. <laughs> the plumber is rooting I mean, for I'm happy seven cheesesteaks. for cheese you that you are, but gross. He wants as many plumbing problems as possible. Oh, that's a good point. That's an excellent yeah. point, yeah. Like the roofer is rooting for a hailstorm, right? The plumber is hoping I hit Geno's and Pat's. <laughs> Go ahead. Move on. You're, you're gross. <laughs> My new BV mantra is, I will work as hard as possible to never have to stay at the Eco Resort TJ State. <laughs> My hometown was the De- uh, Duncan Demons, but we did not have a physical mascot. I guess no one wanted to dress as a demon. New preachers would, would try to get it changed, and it never happened. Just illogical. Like, I don't know why anyone would name their school after the demons. No offense, Duncan, but it doesn't make any sense. And I have, I've ranted about this before. I have no idea, other than just to be a troublemaker, why anybody in the state of Oklahoma would name their team the Longhorns. And there are several. Jones, I'm looking at you. You're just asking for a fight. Like, I'd move. You guys know my stance on eating food at any place named after Texas or Longhorns. Right. I would physically not I would not take up residence in a school district that was the Longhorns. I would say, where's the line? What if they were a dominant high school volleyball team that could get your daughter the scholarship she wants? Who's their rival? That's where we'd go play. <laughs> Do- you think, you think I'm sitting the my kid out there with a longhorn? I know you're not. I know you're not. On their jersey? Get out of here. Uh, last one I have for you here. Um, where did it go? Let's see here. Chisholm, uh, if you I'm look looking up, at you, too. If you look up hashtag OUDNA, please just go away. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Where do you look that up at? <laughs> Is that an Encyclopedia Britannica? <laughs> there's something hey kids here's something that's uh, interesting back in the day uh people used to go door to door selling encyclopedias encyclo what and we bought some one year by the way just a couple letters i i think we bought a and b it was like some kids selling encyclopedias in our town and mom or dad one felt sorry for him and so they bought a couple, but they didn't want all 26. So we had like two encyclopedias <laughs> in our house. Anything that happened that started with A or B, we were covered. <laughs> we'll be back.
This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Time for the crossover, which has a new sponsor, Norman Regional's Orthostat Clinic. Now the sponsor of our crossover every day. That's when I finish my show and Chris Plank starts his and we cross over. It is the uh, exchange zone for a relay race, if you will. Chris, good morning. How are you today? What's up, T-Row? How are you and TJ today? I'm good. I saw this stat, which I know you know and probably all our listeners Ooh, know. See, because... ortho stat, and you've got a stat. Look, Look at, at that. You. Look at you working the crossover. It's a tie baby. All these, uh, you, you all are on Twitter and the internet a lot more than I am, so I'm sure Too this much. is old news. But yes. uh, this guy named Zach Barnett says uh, he, he tracked every college or every FBS game the last two years. Saturday's Texas Tech OU game was the first time that a team was outrushed, gave up more passing yards, had more turnovers, trailed after the first quarter and at halftime, and won the game. Yeah, that's um, it's really pouring some salt in it there, T-Row. I will say this much. Uh, we, we had some responsibilities yesterday, and we're on campus, and I'm sitting here – uh, listening to the coach's show from Monday night. Uh, I was looking at it, listening to a couple of clips. This is a staff that I, I don't know if it's a combination of just the way, you know, that you finished a six and six or the way went things went on Saturday night. You can tell, T Row, there's a lot of guys still wearing it. I mean it Saturday night hurts. And I and I get it. You know, no one's happy with six and six, but it just it just seems, you know, that stat you laid out, knowing the opportunities to put that game away. Josh uh, has talked a lot about, hey, C.J. Colton gets you a pick, and you're in position to just end that bad boy, and, and you can't do it. So I I get the sense that numbers like that are a, a major reason why, but oof, there is still some pain over what happened on Saturday night. And I think there will be for a while. I really do. How did yesterday go, by the way? Uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was a good day. It was a good I, – I, all in all, it was a good day, T-Row. Now, uh, I ended up not being able to avoid the World Cup, which was fine. So, uh, you know in some of these situations, you're in a hurry-up-and-wait situation, right? It's yep. like, you ready? Yep. All right, all right. Yep. Now you're going to sit there for about 20 minutes, which, right. again, that's the gig. So I got to watch quite a bit of it. Um, it was really, really hard because our – our final conversation, if you will, was taking place during the f- the, the nine minutes of extra time. <laughs> you mean the forty five minutes of extra time? So God, yeah, it took forever. H- help me understand that. Yeah, go when, ahead. when you're in extra time and you reach like nine minutes, and you realize you've been out there for way more than nine minutes, who's keeping track of that number, and why can't we get that updated for fans? The referee on his clock is still stopping the clock right. in situations where it should be stopped. So if a player goes down hurt uh, or something like that, they had nine minutes at the beginning of extra time, but he's still going to, you know, if if somebody's slow playing it or jacking around, he's still going to stop his watch right. to make sure that you get the full time in. So 
nine minutes is nine minutes unless something happens in those nine minutes, then it could be 10 or 11 minutes. I mean, and the only only person that knows for sure is the ref, which has led to some scandals through the years. I would say so. I, I, I wish there was a way. I wish there was a way that they could at least kind of give us a, a, a mini update on that. Could you imagine that in like football? Can you imagine that in, in any uh, NBA vague, or NHL? Kind of a vague general right. end whenever I decide it's over. And and I'll tell you what I I watched I watched I went back and watched it last night with my daughter because she she made it a majority through the second half, which I was proud of. I still do not know Toby Rowland how they got nine minutes of extra time in that second half. I have hmm. no idea. I mean, I'm sitting there. And after watching everything on social media and, and, and listening to all the reaction throughout the day, I still have no idea how they came up with nine minutes of extra time. Sorry. Sorry, TJ. Is that too much? I apologize. Too much soccer? Or you That's my fun. last day anyway. I'm going to be fired here <laughs> yeah, in about he's, he's three done. minutes. So, well, the yeah, play clock good. can be a challenging thing. So, so every, time there's a, every time there's a substitution, <laughs> clock stops. Every time somebody goes down, clock stops. And that all adds <sighs> up. Now, they – in the World Cup have famously this year had a whole bunch of stoppage time. So they're being very picky about it. Yeah. Normally in a Premier League game or something, you might have three or four minutes. Gotcha. But they're yeah, they have had exorbitant amounts of stoppage time, that's for sure. There was nothing better. We yesterday. hung on, baby. We barely. won. That's all the matter. We hung on. When the Iranian Woo. player yelled and screamed in pain and went yeah. down with the ankle injury. <laughs> And they're like, get up. And it took him like two minutes to try to sell, and then he got up. I think that was my favorite moment from the opponent All right, yesterday. you're on to me. I'm fine. It's <laughs> Literally, right. he screamed in pain, D-Row. <laughs> Chris, have a great show today. See you, Toby. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. By the way, the toilet is fixed. Thanks for all the prayers and thoughts out there about that. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.